Hello, hello, and welcome back to Temple of the False Pod, where our decks are not optimized, but our plays sure as heck are fun. I'm Andy. I'm Bruce. And I said welcome back because this is episode four of this mini-series where we're talking about the Doctor Who planes. The, the plane chase planes. You know, plane chase. If you don't know what plane chase is, go check out uh, one of the previous three episodes in uh, this mini-series that we've got going on. Uh, otherwise, welcome back to Season 13. Got some cool things going on. Uh, previously, we've talked about 30 of the 36 yes. planes that they released for uh, the Doctor Who Universes Beyond Commander decks. Uh, so if you think that means this episode's going to be a little shorter than the other ones, think again. It very well may be. But we don't know yet because we haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> but what Bruce, I believe, is alluding to is the fact that there's only six planes left. But there's four Phenomenon. Bonus! Um, what else? Uh, that's about it. Uh, I guess that's just like a little, a little thing, a little reminder, I suppose. Uh, neither of us have really watched a lot of Doctor Who. So we don't know the the... The flavor implications. What what's really going on here, beyond uh, the artwork, uh, and the mechanics? Uh, so, really, all we're gonna talk about is the mechanics. I uh, I keep peppering in like, oh, this this feels like this plane, uh, because a lot of these do feel like magic planes that we've already visited. There was a New York City one that, or sorry, it was New New York, uh, mm -hmm. that felt like. Uh, like New Capenna, even uh, mechanically, it felt like New Capenna. Yeah, there was one that felt like Pollyano, the Prime Minister's cabinet room. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, there, there's definitely a feel, uh, at least for some of them. Now, yeah. that's not true for all of them, but um, yeah, I can definitely see how they could uh, overlay onto, uh, onto some magic planes. So with all that out of the way, let's get to the final six planes also so that you're aware we're not ranking these we're just reading them alphabetically actually i guess technically uh by card number because the ones with the aren't filed to the bottom right so uh up first we've got spectrox mines on the plane of androzani minor sure good job thank I'm sure you that's exactly how it's pronounced uh, minor I got pretty easily. Anyway, yeah. uh, when you planeswalk to Spectrox Mines and at the beginning of your upkeep, you lose three life and create a treasure token. Uh, whenever chaos ensues, create a food token and a 2-2 black human rogue creature token. Oh, that's fun. This is just creating uh, momentum in the game. Um, I like tokens. that. Yeah, I like that uh, if nothing else happens if all you're doing is building up your board state if nothing else happens nobody takes any game actions to, to kill anybody else the game will end everyone's losing three life at their upkeep unless you make a food token and then you get that life back and creating a treasure token allows you to roll again which is nice because uh, you got mana anyway uh this is very interesting i don't know really what's going on here um, I'm not sure either, but I do know that the the ability on the plane discourages you from rolling because 
on your upkeep, you lose the life. Okay, so why roll now? If I roll away, my my opponent who goes next is not going to lose the three life. You know, unless you're that concerned about one treasure, seems mm. unlikely. Um, or you're desperate for a two, two, desperate for a block, a blocker, or you know, the food to gain gain back the three life you lost. I think this turns into a, whoever has the lowest life total is the one who's most encouraged to roll because you've got to get off the plane because yeah. You know, all else, everything else being equal, you're going to die first. Yeah. So. I think, yeah. It it seems fine. It's it's just creating content, essentially. Like, there's just not much else to it. Yeah. Uh, there's no, like, nuance to it. Uh, other than the fact that it's a human rogue. Like, if you're playing a rogues deck or a human yeah. deck, I guess, like, maybe. Sure. But, like, I feel like food and treasure are so ubiquitous now uh, that those aren't game-changing pieces. Um, yeah. And if you if you like food tokens and you think that they're ubiquitous and you just uh, really want uh, something to set yourself apart from other people, go check out my Kofi channel or Kofi website. I've yeah. got uh, some cool collaged uh, yeah. tokens. Go check them out. Yeah. Um, this one, we were just talking about uh, how it kind of fits into like the magic universe within. Mm-hmm. Um this one doesn't necessarily feel like a magic plane, but this does feel like like the D&D, like Adventures in the Forgotten Realm type plane. Uh, okay. Which I guess is not technically universes beyond either, because it's still Wizards property. Anyway. Right. That's what it feels like to me. Sure. Up next. Stormcage Containment Facility on the plane of Unknown Planet. Heard of it? It's a strange... No, I literally haven't. It's unknown. (laughs) I swear that that joke was not uh, just a setup until this. Uh, No idea that this is coming. Um, Okay, so each creature card in your graveyard has escape. The escape cost is equal to the card's mana cost, plus exile three other cards from your graveyard. You may cast cards from your graveyard for their escape cost. Yes, exactly. Whenever chaos ensues, detain target creature and opponent controls. Uh, and detain is until your next turn, that creature can't attack or block, and its activated abilities can't be activated. Sure. You're arresting something. Great. I don't know. This seems fine. It seems cool. I like, uh, I like escape, um, especially where it pertains to just creatures. With uh, Underworld Breach, I think it was just any non-land card, uh, and that became broken because then you get like instants and sorceries and. Right. Uh, uh, I like bringing things back from the graveyard, at a cost. Yeah. Um, this is definitely one I would much prefer to see later in the game, mm. because I mean you you need a creature and three other cards in your graveyard, so yeah, in the first like three turns or so, you probably don't have all that. So yeah. this could prove to be a dud in the early game, but beyond that, I mean, that's true of a lot of plane. <laughs> right. That's true of a lot of plane chase cards. So I'm hardly going to hold that against it. Uh, and the chaos, I mean, as long as an opponent has a creature, it's worth something. Um, so yeah, not super excited, but I, I think it's fine. Yeah, I think it yeah. it it's it's just another one of those. I think we've had a couple that have just yeah, it doesn't affect the game a huge amount. Right. Uh, and when it will, it, it it'll be exciting. 
but I think just overall it what I think about it is that it encourages you to roll through its mediocrity because it's just like I want to find something more exciting and if I get to detain a creature then great yeah Um, yeah I can definitely see that up next we got the TARDIS Bay on the plain of Gallifrey the first spell you cast during each of your turns with mana value 2 or greater has Cascade, which means when you cast that spell, exile cards from the top of your library until you exile a non-land card that costs less. You may cast it without paying its mana cost. Put the exiled cards on the bottom in a random order. Then when chaos ensues, gain control of target artifact, then planeswalk. Um, I think... Uh, there's not a huge, obviously there's not like a huge interaction between the chaos and the static ability, uh, but I like the static ability for what it is, but I also could see getting very annoyed by it because that's going to be most spells of your, like that's going to be most of your first spells are two or more. Um, yeah, so Honestly, like everyone's watch- gonna be getting cascade and it's just gonna take up a lot of time right um and i watched uh i watched this on this this particular plane come up on game nights because mm-hmm. somebody played a two mana spell and then we flipped through the cards until they found their soul ring and put it on the battlefield because there were only a handful of one mana cost cards in the deck right. so you're right i think the earlier in the game the longer this is going to take because you're going to cast something and then you're going to flip through a bunch of cards because a lot of the cards in your deck at this point will, will be too oversized for the cascade. So you're, you're going to have, to have to keep flipping longer than you would if it was later in the game and you hit us, you know, you pay some, play something that costs seven. Yeah. Then virtually, you know, the next non-land you find is going to get, going to come onto the battlefield kind of thing. So Yeah, for sure. Um, but I do like this. I, I like Sorry. it too. It's nice too because yeah. like it very clearly signposts when you should be rolling, which is after your first spell. Oh yeah. So play your yeah. first spell, then roll. Yeah. If you use up all your mana, so what? You already got a spell and a free spell. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um, up next. Up next, the Temple of Atropos on sure. the plane of time. Okay. At the beginning of your post-combat main phase, there's an additional beginning phase after this phase. The beginning phase includes untap, upkeep, and draw. Uh, So we've got untap, upkeep, draw, pre-main phase, pre-combat main phase, combat, post-combat main phase, untap, upkeep, draw, end step? No. Oh, no, at the beginning beginning of your your post-combat main phase. So you do the untap, upkeep, draw... Untap, and then upkeep, main phase. draw, pre-combat main phase, combat, untap, upkeep, draw, post-combat main phase, and yeah. then end step. Okay. Yeah. In essence, right. in essence, it's untap all your stuff, draw a card, continue your turn. Yeah. When chaos ensues, reverse the game's turn order, then planeswalk. Yeah. So that's, uh, what's that? Oh, okay. So, oh, thank God, because I was reading this as... Reverse reversing turn. the turn yeah. reversing the order of play meaning right start with your end step and then work your way backwards until you get to upkeep but no this is just a on engine 
Yeah, uh, you're yeah. just flipping the field around. Um, I I will hate this card uh, because every time we play anything that can change directions, it always gets close to me and then changes directions, so I don't get a turn. Uh, this has happened to me more than once with other cards, and it, it's kind of comical, but at the same time, it's a little frustrating. But whatever. Yeah. Um, no, this looks fun. I love it. Um, yeah. I think I will hate it for different reasons um, because I think uh, this encourages you to attack, right? Because after you attack, yep. after everything's done, you untap, upkeep, draw. Great, cool. And I like what that is too with the uh, bigger idea of the Doctor Who stuff, which is like a lot of suspend stuff. So like you get another upkeep to tick everything down. Um, but... What I will hate most about it is that because it's post-combat, I will forget to attack with things because I'll forget that, oh, yeah, I'm going to be untapping again. You know, like like it encourages the attack, yeah. but I You're think You're going to forget overall, your creatures have pseudo-vigilance. Yeah. 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 Um, but, no, I like this. I think it's fun. I think the chaos is, is a little wacky uh, and will uh, spice things up enough that, uh, whatever, sure. Yeah. Um, something else that I think will be interesting. Um, a lot of times, you know, if, if you're on a plane that gives you some kind of benefit through combat, you're waiting <laughs> until after combat to roll. So there's a good chance that uh, someone, when they arrive on this plane, it will already be their post-combat. So the first person to get, get any kind of advantage from this will be the next person in turn order. Because... You know, all of this is already will have already gone by. It also like you'll have already missed yeah. the beginning of your post combat main phase, so you won't get any of the untap and draw effect. And this is another plane where, when you hit chaos at the end of the chaos effect, you planes walk away again. Mm. Um, I have to think Wizards is at least thinking a little bit about, wow, wish we had a planer die that would planes walk more often. Because we, you and I have been in games where you're stuck in the same plane for two rounds because nobody can get out or maybe one person isn't rolling. Um, but with planes like this, where it's a one in three shot of leaving, yeah, you're going to be moving, jumping I think, from plane to plane pretty quick. I think even to, especially thinking about that specifically, I think it's good that it says them planes walk. Because if you and the person to your right... Mm -hmm. uh, just continue oh, yeah. the chaos and just go back and forth. Nobody else gets turns. It's like yeah. a little, a little too big. It, it like I like I like the weirdness of it, but like it's a little yeah. too big. Um, but what I do like is uh, if you're playing in the map, you yes. can always just come back to this and then yeah. reset the turn order. Um, oh yeah, so that's fun. Um, up next, we got right. two two streams facility on the plane of. Apollo, Ap, Apollo, Apollo Puchia, When mm -hmm. you planeswalk to two streams facility and at the beginning of the first upkeep of the game, each player chooses green anchor or red waterfall. Each player who last chose green anchor may play an additional land during each of their turns. Creatures controlled by players who last chose red waterfall get plus two plus O oh, and have haste. Whenever chaos ensues, each player who last chose Green Anchor chooses Red Waterfall and vice versa. Okay, that's where it comes all together. I was like, what? I don't... All right. Um, 
So when you planeswalk here, everyone chooses a thing, knowing that if you choose Green Anchor, you get to play an additional land. And if you choose Red Waterfall, your creatures have haste and plus two plus oh. Okay, that is helpful, both of them. And then when Chaos hits, your choice changes. And that's it. That's all. That's all that's going on here. It's a very wordy card, but it's a very simple idea. But I think they needed to have it be very wordy so that it's not ultimately, like, vague, you know? Yeah, and the phrasing of the, of the, the, like the, the early phrase, when you planeswalk two two-string facility and at the beginning of the first upkeep of the game, yep. it just means that, because when you start a game with, with, uh, with plane chase, you start with a plane. Right, you're so already this is there. the first yeah. one to come up, you're already there, you're not planeswalking to it. So then the, on the first upkeep, everyone would pick. Um, Seems fun. Seems, I mean, like, it, like I said, it's wordy, but it's wordy so that it's not vague. Um, you choose a thing, and then whenever somebody rolls chaos, your choice is changed for you. Mm-hmm. I like what it does... Um, but I do feel like its fault ends up being it is too wordy. So, like, right. if this hits the table with somebody who's, like, already not super on board with Plane Chase, oh, yeah. then they're going to be like, see, this is the problem. Which is frustrating, because it's a very simple card. Yeah. Um, our last plane! Last plane! Before we go to the phenomenon. <laughs> yes. Unit headquarters on the plane of Earth. When you oh, planeswalk to unit headquarters and at the beginning of your upkeep, create a tapped 1-1 one, one white soldier creature token. Whenever chaos ensues, put a plus one plus one counter on each creature you control. So sure. on each of your turns, you get a tapped dude. If you roll chaos, you get a plus one plus one counter on all your dudes. Okay. That's it. I, I don't think anybody needs us to tell them when they should roll and when they shouldn't. You should just yeah. always be rolling on this one. Like, getting out of here is fine. Like, you're not missing out on anything if you leave here. But getting chaos is pretty sweet, I suppose. I, I If you're dominating the game already, then this is a great place to be. Because yeah. I don't think it... I mean, adding a 1-1 token creature is really that's not going to be doing yeah. anything. That's tapped. And... Adding a plus one plus one counter onto all of your creatures. Well, if you're dominating, it's unlikely anybody has a lot of creatures where those counters are going to make a difference. So, yeah, yeah, I agree I, with you. I think you just want to be rolling. I don't know how I feel about tapped creature tokens. I like tapped like, treasure tokens, but tapped creature. Yeah. I, I would love a blocker. I, I would, thank you. You know. Yeah, but I think yeah, that's the I, thing is that that just slows the game down creating blockers right. for free. So, yeah. So uh, it's it's fine. Yeah, it's whatever. It's fine. Uh, unfortunate. All right. That we ended on that one. Uh, but now we've got four more cards. Surprise. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're phenomenal. These are some of the best. Yeah. So we've talked about plane chase so far. We all know what it is at this point. We all know what planes are. They are essentially world enchantments. Phenomenon, on the other hand, are more like instants. So phenomenon... Uh, for those who don't know, if you planeswalk to a phenomenon, the effect happens, and then you planeswalk away from the phenomenon. Sometimes the effect latches on to the next uh, plane. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't read any of these, so I don't know if the, that right. is relevant here. But like 
there's one that's like, oh, you planeswalk to the next two planes at the same time. Yada, yada, yada. You get it. Um, sometimes it's just destroy all creatures and then planes walk to the next plane. So that's that, right. those are that's what phenomenon are. Yep. Uh, so we've got four here. Uh, all right. They seem pretty pretty straightforward. Uh, I'm excited to see what they are. Uh, first one we've got is caught in a parallel universe. Uh, when you encounter caught in a parallel universe, each player chooses a creature controlled by the player to their left. Each player creates a token that's a copy of the creature they chose, except it has menace. I assume this happens in turn order. You like like starting with the person who rolled to this phenomenon chooses a thing that uh, to their left. That person then chooses the thing to their left, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And I like that it's rather than take control of it, you just create a token copy. Um, yeah. And, I and like the token that, copy is better. Yeah. Uh, unless, you know, it already had menace. Well, uh, it's, it's more evil. <laughs> um, this is like a cool effect. I like making token copies. Uh, and it's nice that it happens once. Um, yeah. Or maybe this is a type of thing where you all secretly choose and then you all reveal at the same time. Like, I don't know what, how the rules would look upon this. I, I think the idea is it's going to be a scenario where you can't copy the person who just copied something else. No, So that sure. way everybody just, gets the same one. But it, yeah. it all resolves at the same time. But I just mean, like if, I, like, if you're to the left of me and I choose one of your things, do you get to use that information to choose something? Or is it like we all choose simultaneously you know like yeah hmm i'm not sure because i think i think it is probably you know i choose a thing the next person chooses a thing the third person chooses a thing a fourth person chooses a thing of mine but like that's more fair to the person to your right than you um, yeah or not more fair but more advantageous um right so i don't know that's the other thing too is that it's choosing it it's not targeted yeah it's not target which is sweet yeah um, so there could be a lot of doubled commanders mm. boots don't matter here greaves nope. don't matter here uh i don't know that's a that's a confusing one that's a thing that uh either you, you call a judge on or uh you you figure it out amongst yourselves yep i can't wait yeah can't wait what's the next one the next one, fixed point in time. Sure. Uh, when you encounter fixed point in time, until your next turn, if a player would planeswalk as a result of rolling the planar die, chaos ensues instead. So this means you are guaranteed to see that plane all the way around. Um, kind of like that. Doubles up the chaos, uh, the chaos effects, which is interesting because then player would planeswalk as a result of chaos ensues instead well what happens about the, with the planes where when you when it's chaos at the end of the chaos you planes walk Blocks. i think I you just get chaos twice but i'm not sure like I, I like it can't just go infinite right like you can't just infinitely chaos if a player would planes walk as a result of oh as a result of rolling the planar die 
So if you get chaos and it says oh, then planeswalk, and it says planeswalk, you do planeswalk. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So sure, it's not necessarily sense. guaranteed to get back to you, but uh, if yeah. that's the case, the chaos is super powerful anyway. <laughs> right. So this is sort of like that uh, a mechanism that holds you in place. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't mind that. It's interesting. It's yeah. Reading reading the card really explains it. Uh, yes. Human Time Lord Metacrisis. When you encounter Human Time Lord Metacrisis, each player chooses one or two creatures they control. Each player creates a token that's a copy of the first creature they chose, except it isn't legendary. Then each player who chose a second creature puts a number of plus one plus one counters on the token they created equal to the power of the second creature they chose. Mimeoplasm as a phenomenon. Huh. That's awesome. I like that it, it creates non-legendary legendaries, and... And they're twice uh, the size. At least. I mean, maybe not necessarily, but... Oh, okay, no, equal to the yeah. power of the second creature. Never mind. Yeah. Never yeah. mind, I am understanding now. I like this a lot. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you take the best the creature with your best ability and the, cre- and the, the, what is it, the creature with the, biggest, uh, with the biggest power. Yeah. Here's and my I token. Like, I like that it doesn't affect the originals at all. It's just... Mm-hmm. Bop! Um, and honestly, great. This is wonderful. Even early yeah. game, as long as you have two creatures, I think this is fine. Um, if you have only one creature, it's still pretty good. Like, say you only have a land or elves. Like, you just got a free one. Like, sure. Uh, Our last card for this miniseries. Unleash the Flux. When you encounter Unleash the Flux, each player sacrifices a non-land permanent. Then you flip a coin. If you lose the flip, repeat the process. Okay. So, everybody immediately loses one non-land permanent. Then you flip a coin, and there's a 50-50 chance that everybody loses another one. And if you were unfortunate that the 50-50 chance meant you did lose another one, then you flip again for another 50-50 chance of losing another one. Uh, yeah, I kind of wish this just said destroy all non-land permanents. <laughs> right. I, I really don't want to run into this one in the first four turns of the game. Yeah. Or the like last two, like if if somebody's about to take away the get like take the game, I don't know. Yeah, um, and the longer you play, I mean, this is a card that really rewards the player who happens to be playing with treasure tokens, because mm. you're just sacking a token because it just says non-land permanent, so you you're sacking something that's irrelevant in the early game. When you've got four or maybe five permanents, every one of them counts for something. So, it, uh, yeah, this I think this would be unfortunate, especially if you roll, uh, if you lose the flip one, even once. Everybody's losing two. And I appreciate that everybody is losing it, but it's just, yeah. I, I want something that's advancing the game, not crushing it down. Yeah. So... So I will say of the four, I like the uh, Human Time Lord Metacrisis the most, mm. uh, but Caught in a Parallel Universe isn't bad either. So. Yeah. 
I, I'm, I'm pretty much on the same page with that. Um, yeah. I, I don't think any of these are like super amazing. Um, but I think that they do add enough that at the right time in most games, yeah, they can be a lot of fun. Um, oh, yeah. But I think just like looking at them, it's like, oh, eh, I don't know, you know. But I think forced to do it is is sick. Anything else you want to say about any of these planes? All thirty six uh, of them. I I look forward to mixing them in with the other hundred or so planes. If you are new to plane chase, I strongly recommend checking out all of them. Um, just set it up on Scryfall. Just search for plane. You'll find them all there, and then search for phenomenon, and you'll find all of the phenomenon that already exist. Um, they're they're just a lot of fun, and I think there are even a number of ways out there for you to actually uh, do plane chase without having to buy all the cards. Like that, uh, yeah. there are apps I, and other things out there that you can use. I've put a uh, link in the description below uh, to somebody's GitHub uh, where they just have. Uh, They've got all the planes, and you just click on it when you it roll. One out. Yep, and it, ta-da! It's got yeah. all of them. It's got a checklist, so you can like check off the ones that you don't want. Uh, but I'll, I'll put that link in um, all of the videos. Uh, yeah, it's a good. Just thing. check it out. I, plane chase is just—it adds just that little bit of chaos to your game, and I love that. I love that it, it creates a little bit more of a balancing act with with your games. So yeah, uh, check it out. It, it it is that it is just that much fun. Yeah, um, there are currently plane planes and phenomenon. Yeah, I think about this time two years ago. So before March of the Machine, uh, yeah. which was about a year ago. Before that, there was like eighty two ish. We're at one hundred and fifty one. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, go check out Plane Chase. Play some for me. Uh, whenever somebody has a, a cool uh, video that involves Plane Chase, check that out. We we really should be encouraging this this goofiness more. We should be uh, encouraging this phenomena. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, but that's that's gonna do it for us this week. Uh, thanks for sticking around for the past couple weeks. Uh, we got something new coming up next week. It's not Doctor Who. Probably. It's not Plane Chase. Also, probably, unless something big comes out in the news the next couple weeks. Wow. Um, thank you so much for watching. If you're watching on YouTube, you got a nice full view of those planes and the phenomenon. Uh, you got our faces up there. If you're not watching on YouTube, go go give us a go give us a sub. It, it would help us out. Yeah. Uh, it, if you're listening, also just thank you, thank you for the support. It's great. Uh, I don't know what else to say. Thank you again. Uh, we're Temple of the False Pod. We're X and not optimized, but our place sure is hecker fun. I'm Andy. I'm Bruce. Uh, go play some magic. Go play some plane chase for me. Have a great night in Mayor Fitland. Be the temple. Bye! Wait, wait. Before you go, I uh, just wanted to say thank you for listening. You can reach out to us via email at falsepod 
mtg at gmail.com or on Twitter at falsepodmtg. Bruce is at Manaburned, and I'm at Andy Weekend, though you'll definitely notice I use the podcast Twitter far more often. Now that we've got you here, make sure you subscribe, like, rate us on uh, whatever podcast platform you use. It helps us out. It gets us more reach. Subscribe to us on our YouTube channel. Uh, Like a video there. Leave some comments for more casual enjoyment. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back with some more timeless discussions about all things casual. So come hang out, and may your fifth land be the temple. Bye-bye. Should I do my best, Bruce? Bye!